You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. Hit it. I was a little <laughs> premature. Uh, I wasn't. I was born right on time. <laughs> Welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're live and clear here in beautiful downtown Toronto. And today we've got what I always say is another great show for you today. Uh, joining us is Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance. We recently had a classic car auction here in the city, and we're going to be talking about the values of cars this year. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Right? Uh, we're going to be talking about, well, you know, the prices of cars have gone up. Uh, Carrie Schmidt, of our favorite OPP officer, is going to be calling in. We're in about five or six days into the new legislation about cannabis. Mary Jane, what else do you call it? Um, pot. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one that got pulled over apparently was out of Winnipeg. The guy was driving on expired plates. The officer looked in the window and found an open bag. Well, apparently that's a six hundred and seventy-two dollars. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. But if if he, if the guy rolled the window down and there was no smoke that hit him in the face, you're allowed possession. Yeah, but you're not. It's like liquor. You can't have an open bottle in the car. Uh, okay. So we'll talk we'll about to, that. Talk to Officer stuff, Schmidt right? about that. Uh, Jim Matthews is going to join us. Also, the same topic is Mary Jane. Um, if you have a lease car or a rental car and you're smoking it up inside, well, you're actually damaging the vehicle. Really? And it's going to cost you money. Wow. So it's, look, um, get that smell out of there. I mean, that stuff is really strong. Well, that's, well, that's why some of it's <laughs> Not that I would know from experience, some but I heard about it. Some of it's called skunk pot, eh? Because it, it does smell. Well, we're going to talk about what that's going to cost you if you're doing that in your lease car. Mm-hmm. And I've got to remind you that we have a contest. Uh, Car Generator is giving away one of their units, plus Mm -hmm. we're going to give you $250. That you can go buy some more pot with. Or or gasoline, whatever you like. Whatever you like. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to give you that dose so you can run your generator in case you had to. And uh, Alan, take us out. Uh, For the most part, it sounds like we've gone to pot today, but uh, we're not. Uh, We've got Jeff Lant. Oh, hey, pass that over, would you? This is Dave's Corner Garage. If you've got a car care problem or your lighter doesn't work in the car, give us a call right now. We'll be right back. Uh, We'll be happy to take the call. All right. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. The garage door is wide open. We're first going to talk with Jeff Coy, and then we'll take some calls. Jeff, the recent collector car auction just finished a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was last week. Last week, week. yeah. Right? Serious money for some of these cars. I mean, they're. In a, I can't believe how great money they did get. Yeah, the values are uh, are doing well. They're yeah, back, they're back up a bit. They kind of like um, the stock market, eh? They go up and down. What 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 makes them go up and down? Do we have any clue? It just trends uh, 
across the different auctions across North America, mm-hmm. what is the uh, you know kind of the flavor of the year for okay. electric cars? Um, and it's uh, you know typically it's been uh, '60s racing uh, pedigree cars, you know Ferraris, Porsches. Uh, Mercedes that have any kind of racing pedigree, those are go- those are the crazy values. So yeah, that's that's the car like at Pebble Beach at right. sixty two, uh, sixty seven Ferrari GTB sold for forty eight million. That's <laughs> a record. That costs more in my house. house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy. That but crazy but for guy. the most part, that that's that's not what comes across the block. No, maybe maybe no. only one or two no, that, a, a year, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, the majority of the cars, I'm I'm going to guess, are probably. You know, 40s, 50s, 60s yeah. kind of cars. That Well, that, here, a 28 Cadillac Dual Phaeton. Now, we were talking about this one. This is a Amelia Island uh, Concourse winner. Right. Right? So yeah. this is a first class. But that's a star of the show. That That's not, yeah. Okay. $187,000. $187,000. And Jeff was saying in the green room. That's, that's a good deal. Yeah. A really good deal. I think that's good deal for the guy who bought it. Conservatively undervalued at a hundred thousand. So that would be a quarter million dollar car. Definitely, definitely. So if, if if I was in that business, I would take that car now and ship it to Barrett Jackson out in in uh, Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah right. And you're looking to pick up a hundred grand. Well, I would think so. Right? Is there a large market with Americans buying this classic stuff and and pulling it out of the country? No more than usual. No, no. Uh, it's, there's always been a contingent uh, buyers coming up here, but uh, it's. No, the the market they have the cars there, you know. We don't have the the volume. Yes, that, exactly. That they well, well, they're ten there. times so, the population. So the, you know the cars are going back and forth, but uh, there there just hasn't been a lot of you know stellar cars up here. Well, first of all, in terms of like your blue collar cars, right? You know, um, I, I've heard from serious collectors that say they won't even really look at a Canadian car because for the most part, if a Canadian car was on the road, it's rusty. It's probably that's, rusted that's, out, that's, right? So why even bother? And in fact, when people are looking for cars, isn't the tagline you know Arizona car or Western car? Yes, that's always something that people are attracted to, eh? But they still got serious money. I mean, they got a Chevy Corvette Camaro. Brought seventy two grand. That was a nice car. I saw that car. Okay. Right. Uh, the the Woody Ford station wagon. Yep. Forty nine. Right. Now that brought seventy two thousand yep. dollars. Yeah. That. Right. That brought some good money. So yeah, he had a- he had at least you know twenty strong cars that brought serious money, and the others still brought twenty and thirty thousand dollars. That's not chicken feed. No. No. The cars. It was a great sell through. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the stats yet, but uh, they they did well. Now is it because interest rates are low? And then people want to invest their money into something like this, knowing that it's going to go up in value and then bring it back? It's a, it's a tangible investment. It's something that you can enjoy. And, yeah. And well, that's the big part, eh? It's not like you're just investing in a stock, stock market or you're buying property. Right. A car is something that you can actually, you know, play with and take it out and drive it and yeah. enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's and where they, you come in. And when you're ready to sell it, you probably made some money on it. So. Right. And now that's where you come in because you make it possible for them to buy insurance for this stuff. That's right. So you got this $187,000 Cadillac. The, what, the premium's still very low. It is. It is. It's, it'd be 60% you know, lower than a, a car of that of value, a new car. Of that value? Yeah, of that value, yeah. So he's paying like 1500 bucks or something like that? Yeah, I don't want to quote on air. No, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you go on our website, land.ca, yes. landinsurance.ca, and then you can do a quote in about 30 seconds. So how did you start in this business? I mean, this is such a unique market. Yeah, um, just, again, just uh, through people I knew. I've been in the insurance uh, business for 31 years now, and about 17 years ago, um, uh, a friend in the business uh, 
his best friend had a had this uh, classic car offering that uh, he started in 1978, and it, it was growing like crazy uh, back around 2001, 2002. The mark the insurance industry changed a bit, and a lot of cars at that time were on uh, you know garage policies and things like that, and the rules tightened up. So he already had the plan in place, and then business was just flowing in the door and. I just uh, landed there. Always had an interest in cars, so it was a it was a great fit. And, yeah, it uh, sounds like yeah. Well, I guess for the most part, people who had cars didn't want to insure them all year because they weren't driving them that often, right? Right. That's that's how he started. His client came to him and said, "I have uh, you know I had a collection of uh, British car- cars, MGs, right, Triumphs," and he said, uh, "Why am I paying the same amount of money when I only drive these cars? You know, a, a third of the time I drive my daily drivers, right." Can can you do something? That's because they don't start in the winter. <laughs> I used to have a triumph. I used to have to pour ether into the carburetors mm-hmm. for that bugger to start up and get to school. Yeah, if it would get cloudy, those cars wouldn't start. They were alone. terrible. Yeah, yeah. But I had a friend who had a Jaguar, and he had to go. He was actually the Jaguar representative for Ontario, and he had to go to North Bay. And then when he got to the North Bay, the dealer says, how the hell did you get here? <laughs> we better get it inside of- so it won't start. start. No, but for the most part, people in the past, I guess what they had tried to do is they just canceled their insurance. But, but it was quite interesting because, you know, a lot of people are in condos these days. And we brought up a point uh, a couple of weeks back when you were on that when you park a car in your underground and you if you have no insurance on it, and even if it's damaged by someone else hitting it, right. you have no coverage. You, you you could be out, yeah, especially if, if the person doesn't have proper insurance. Yeah, or doing something. We've had situations where you know someone's impaired driving and smashed into a garage. Mm-hmm. The car in the garage had no insurance because it was parked in the garage, right? And because he the guy was impaired, he, his own insurance company didn't cover him. So there's no insurance. Wow, that's crazy. So you could have this, you know, priceless car parked in the underground with a cover on it and everything, and uh, and and not have. So coverage. what are you suggesting? They they keep it year round, uh, or it's, yes. it's cheap enough to keep year round? Yes, that's what it's based on. It's right. prorated. So we, for the season, I understand. Then, so, uh, so that's why the rates are so much lower. So this is a situation where you don't say just take collision off, just but right. You on. have it covered all year. Yep, for all perils. Fair. So land insurance is landinsurance.ca. Landinsurance.ca. Yep. Right, and or you can go to our website. Just click on the button land insurance, and it'll take you to a site that they have, which tells you what's going on in Ontario, like car shows and fall fairs, etc. Cruise nights. Yep. Okay, Al. Speaking take of what's out. going on, uh, the music's playing in the background it means we got to jump, but we've got. Lines are full already. We've got Bob and Pat and and Donna in, in, in Chippewa. I'm going to ask her which part of the province that is. Sounds like this, Lock- Lackawanna. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're heard around the world. We're going to be right back. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. You know, I was just reading an article about... Uh, they're saying that cars that are undercoated or sprayed with oil uh, are actually safer. Of and course. that's actually true. And they're just finding that out now. Duh. Duh. Sorry. <laughs> that's a, it's like, did you see the thing about uh, seatbelts in school buses? Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, like that's really, I don't know how they could ever try to convince people, you know, back in the 80s when they did that last survey that, they, that school buses were better. Well, they're better than walking. Without, no, no, better without seatbelts. That made no sense whatsoever. All right, we're going to go to Donna now, who's in Chippewa. Chippewa is where, Donna? Hello. Hi. Where is Chippewa? Oh, I told the gentleman it's, it's the oldest part of Niagara Falls. Okay. Oh, On the Canadian side? Yeah, the War of 1812. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Elizabeth Warren could be from there, from the United States Senator, because she's point zero 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 one five percent Indian. 
All right, Donna, what kind of car are you driving? I am not driving it. Oh. Well, what kind of car was it? (laughs) The 2009 Pontiac G6. It only has 95,000 kilometers on it, and the transmission went into major failure. Uh Uh-huh. And I just wondered, is this normal? Uh, Actually, no. Uh, but it's sometimes it's not even the transmission, especially at such low mileage. It could actually be a computer it could okay. actually, that operates it. Um, okay. Who's the local transmission guy in your area? Okay, I don't have one here in Chippewa. I have to actually tow the car to Niagara Falls. Okay, okay. did anybody check the fluid level in the car? Yeah, we did. And it's up or down? It's normal. It is normally. Eh? Does it smell burnt? No. Now, you know that thing that's under the steering wheel? That electronic thing where they they put that machinery in, yeah. the computer thing. Yeah. Okay. I've never had a car that modern before. I didn't even know about all this. But the DIL. In, right. And it read out. The girl said the lady that was with me said it read out twenty things, and it literally, if you sum it up, the transmission was trash. Okay. It, so should I believe the guy? Mm. Well, what 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 was your symptom originally? The, when you when you last parked it, oh, when you were driving it, what was it doing? I was at a stoplight. Yeah. And this, out of the blue, it was driving perfectly up until I hit the stoplight, and it wouldn't go forward after the light turned green. Okay, and the, but the engine starts and runs, but you put it into drive and nothing happens. So then I I coaxed it, and it gunned like it kind of like you could hear it. Roaring, but it wouldn't move. Finally, right. I got it to move. I got it home. Right. Um, but I had to go back out because I had promised people, you know, to pick them up and do things. And so I ended up just just out on the cusp of Chippewa at a gas station. Right, and that's where it died on you. Find gas, and I just said no. It okay. wouldn't move from the gas pump, so I just parked it. Driving it a second time was was a bad idea. Well, from your explanation, it just it, for your description, it certainly does sound like the transmission's gone. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like the clutches are gone. Yeah, 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 and there is no cheap fix, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, as far as being a regular thing, not really. Um, cars do go through transmissions when they get older, but uh, okay. Here's your problem: your car is nine years old. It's right. not an expensive model. Its value is probably in the area of about a thousand dollars if it was running. If maybe it was 50, running, right? Yeah. So do it's you want to worth a thousand dollars if it was running, but it's not running. Okay. So now here is your your problem. Are you going to invest twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars in this to make the car work? So that's your main question. Uh, if the yeah. answer is yes and you do need the car and it's only got ninety five k's and the rest of it's okay, then I would invest the money. So I think your next step should be is tow it to a competent garage and have the car audited. Have them go through the brakes, go through the body, the brake lines, the whole thing. All right, and then you know what you're dealing with. So if you find out the rest of the car is in good condition, fix the tranny and continue to use it. Right, but otherwise, if there's issues, for example, if it's going to need brakes soon, if it's going to yeah. need tires soon, you know those oh, are. Tires are- the tires are pretty much toast too, but yeah. Well, maybe. Well, there just, you go. So there's another five six hundred dollars that yeah. you're going to add to the cost. You'd be better off to buy value. another car. Probably best to get a new one. Donna, thank you very much for calling in. Yep, we got to go. Alrighty, uh, just a quick reminder: there's a new thing going on in the states where they'll actually come to your house to fill the gas. In other words, just like Uber, instead of you going out and renting a car, these companies come to your home, check your car's oil, check everything else, clean the windshields, uh-huh. top it up. It's called Shell Tap Tap Up. Shell Tap Up is the first uh, large company that's going to do this. Mm-hmm.
I can see it for here, boy. You know, it's cold outside. I don't want to go to the gas station. <laughs> just call them up, and just like off your phone, they'll fill up your car. Good for, stuff. For free, eh? Wow. Yeah, a bit of a premium, The, the free part think. they haven't worked out yet. <laughs> All right, after the break, Dave, where are we going? Uh, oh, we're going to see Sergeant Schmidt. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Pull over. We'll be right back. Hands and, on the uh, fender. We have one phone line that's open. To Assume the position. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Never Garage. Never mind the guy behind the curtain. We'll be right back. Okay, we're probably in day five of uh, the new legislation regarding uh, the recreational use of uh, pharmaceuticals. Of uh, pot. Pot. <laughs> and um, I remember, like, this is like the flavor of the month. We were just talking about that. When the HOV ladies came out, everybody in town was talking about HOV. Now I see guys, you know, with one person in the car driving HOV lane and nobody even cares. So uh, is that the same thing that's going to happen here with uh, marijuana, Mr. Sergeant Swiss? <laughs> no, no, no. And we still do care about those HOV lane uh, violators. They yeah. still do get uh, ticketed. But uh, smoking, yes, it is, Ill- it is legal, but it is illegal to be impaired. So if you're getting that little buzz off of that joint and you get into a vehicle, there is a problem. Now, so- question. Now, apparently, if you have possession of the pot in the car, okay. th- is there an issue with that? There is. That's what, it's like liquor. You can't have liquor, right. open liquor available to you, and you can't have uh, marijuana accessible to the driver. So that is uh, a problem as well, and we've charged many people with that already since Wednesday. Has any of this, this stuff, not, none of it's gone to court, though, has it? No, no, that's still, uh, yeah. that's still outstanding. But uh, yeah, it's just been a couple of days here right now, and new charges being, uh, being issued. We were, we were doing ride all last, uh, all those week already, looking for <clears throat> impaired drivers, and sadly, we're still finding them impaired by alcohol and impaired by drugs. Now, there's a story out of Winnipeg where a guy was pulled over because his plates had expired, and when the officer came to the window, there's this bag of uh, marijuana sitting in his front console, and he got charged uh, under, this, under this new law, $672. What's the, pose- what's the actual charge called? I mean, it's not just possession, because possession is no longer... Yeah. What do you call it? uh, uh, Cannabis within reach of the driver of a vehicle. And uh, here, I believe it's $175 fine. So it's not as as steep as that Manitoba fine, but it is uh, still an offense. And uh, I can tell you, just some of our guys doing a ride last night charged two different people with that, uh, that particular offense, including other drivers that were charged with impaired driving uh, for cannabis. And one, one story I'll tell you very quickly. Last night... <clears throat> An off-duty officer saw this transport truck fully loaded, slam into the concrete wall on the QEW, Ooh. and then get off the highway, slam into a tree on the uh, just off the QEW. Officers finally got a hold of him, and he was impaired by marijuana, uh, and who knows what other drugs he was on, because mm-hmm. uh, he's got uh, three separate possession charges for other uh, illegal drugs, uh, plus the impaired driving and the dangerous driving that he was uh, found uh, as he's... You know, slamming into traffic and slamming into uh, uh, property on and off the highway. No insurance on that one, buddy. <laughs> oh, we lost them. Oh, we lost them, yeah. But that's interesting. You know, if, I guess if they're charged, they, they, they there's no insurance. I mean, you're driving impaired? No, nope. right. Nothing. No. Do you run into uh, stuff like this when you're importing and exporting cars out of the country, marijuana? 
We haven't yet. No? Not uh, not, not to our knowledge. No. Well, a while back, we were importing cars from the U.S. when they, when it was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And they were telling us to look out for guns. Oh, they, the man. Americans have a habit of hiding a gun under the seat or under the dash. Right. And, and look out for guns because they'll, they will uh, grab the car. I'm back. Oh, good. Carrie, you're back. <laughs> Carrie, no insurance on that guy, right? If he's impaired. Well, yeah. The insurance company is not going to be paying any premiums or any... Uh, any uh, repairs uh, when you're impaired, alcohol or drug, criminal offenses, absolutely. That is, uh, you know, I don't want to pay my premiums to offset this guy's uh, stupidity yeah. for uh, driving driving while uh, while impaired. So, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see that happening either. Now, you- the only testing that you're doing is a sobriety test, correct? That's right. We do a drug recognition test, which is uh, a DRE test. We do a roadside test as well, and then we do the... Uh, uh, more advanced, elaborate test in the detachment where they check all sorts of things, including the uh, you know person's heart rate and b- blood pressure, and they can take urine samples. They can take blood samples as well, depending on the uh, outcome or the condition of the driver. No, so, this, this uh, would be after they've failed this roadside sobriety test, correct? That's that's right. They will fail the initial roadside test, and then they will do uh, more advanced uh, detach or a test in a detachment where they'll check for the so, variety of the person. You know, we have to charge the marijuana, but we have to tell you got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, there's, there's medical reasons for using marijuana as well, but yeah. if you're impaired, you cannot be in a vehicle well, and start driving. A lot of guys use the oil because of medical reasons, so they're not really getting high, but they do have marijuana in their system. That's right, and, uh, and that is, uh, if, if your doctor prescription tells you that you can drive after having whatever medication it is, Obviously, you can't take it to excess because uh, you have to uh, uh, still be a, be competent in operating a motor vehicle. But if uh, you uh, are driving, I don't care if you have a prescription or not, impaired driving is illegal regardless of your prescription or whatever therapy uh, you're using this for. Hmm. I'm just thinking of all those bicycles on the... <laughs> <laughs> <Out there. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not your department. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know what? And impaired driving is the same offense under alcohol or drug impaired driving. So whether you are uh, operating your car, you're driving your golf cart, or your ATV, uh, whatever you are, if you're operating a vehicle and uh, it is uh, being operated by someone who's impaired, there is a concern. There's an issue there, and we're going to stuff. take them off the road. All right, so they're going to be uh, so you're going to be having the spot checks then, eh? Specifically for this? Yeah, and we were doing spot checks every night uh, since Wednesday. We do, we do tens of thousands of spot checks every single day, and uh, or every single year. And every day we certainly do multiple rides all across the province. Well, and that is what uh, what we're going to continue to do, especially leading up to the festive ride season. Okay, I, I just want to know what are we getting this year? Scrapers or coupons? Because <laughs> I'm you're not pulling a, over for coupons. You get a nice greeting from an officer, <laughs> and you'll have the confidence knowing that the roads uh, in front of you are uh, are checked, and they should all be sober and safe. Well, so. you know, I, just north of us is a bridge, and they uh, they always have spot checks there, and they were handing out scrapers. I had like six scrapers. Really? <laughs> there you go. Well, there's never any excuse to have uh, windows covered in ice. No. So. <laughs> all right, Kerry, safe driving. Keep up the good work, my friend. All right. Thanks, man. You too, guys. Have Thank a great you. weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right. Dave's Corner Garage. We'll get back to our calls right after this break. 
Alrighty, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, if you're on the phone, please hold on because we'll not leave you hanging. Uh, if you don't get on the phone by the time the show's over, we will get to you after the show, and we'd we'll be glad to answer your questions. Right, Al? We will, definitely. We got Jeff Coy in the studio from Lant Insurance. We've been talking about collector or specialty car insurance. Now, Jeff, when, when you want to figure out what it's going to cost for me to insure my car, how do we come up with that number? We talk about the value of your car. Okay. So we, you discuss the value. First, the question is usually uh, someone's just purchased a, a classic car. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What did you pay for it? Right. And uh, then, we, then we research the value with the, uh, the different tools we have at hand that uh, track the, the average values. We base it on market values, so mm-hmm. the current market value of the car, and we have resources that tell us what the current market value is for these cars based on sales and auctions across North America. So you pay too much. What happens now? Well, then we do. We tell them. We're too bad. You, know, you pay too much. You overpaid in the the actual value, and we can show you that. Yeah. The last now, now number. The values are a guide. Right. So there's always room, you know, up or down from from what you paid for it. So can and I it, tell you, I want more. I want more insurance. I can buy more insurance than it's, than it's worth. Within reason. Within, within reason, reason, right? Yeah, yeah. And then at, at that point, and then what our policy is based on is not just a, it's it's you're agreeing to the value; it's an agreed value. But we have uh, as an exclusive coverage called guaranteed value, mm-hmm. where once that once you set up your policy, that that value is guaranteed. So in the event of a total loss that's covered by your insurance, you're paid out. Okay, 100%. it's not a total loss. It was at the show, and the guy pranked the fender. Yeah. Right? So you're covered up to that. Guaranteed value to oh, wow. fix the car. Oh, you're kidding? Okay, yeah. so right. It, so you could take it to the body shop and have it fixed, and and your insurance company is going to cover it. Yeah, because it's still only a car, right? It's not a, right, right, right. right? We, have, so, we have another another coverage called Cherish Salvage. What's that, that mean? You can buy up front so that if you want to, um, your car's a write-off, but you still want to keep your car. Right. If without this coverage, you pay the salvage. You pay the difference that oh. the damage to the car to what what it's Whatever worth. The value is to sell. Yeah. yeah. Then you and get they, to rebuild it all over again. Right. So, but <laughs> a lot of these guys still want the car. They still want that frame of the 1928 Cadillac that right. they still use. So, um, you buy this up front. It's it's marginal cost compared to what you would pay for salvage. So you're buying it up front. So that you not idea. only get your guaranteed value that mm-hmm. total value of the car, you get to keep the car. You know, that what we don't talk about is that you actually offer insurance for everything else, too. So you can do the house. You can do my, my regular road car. Yeah, yep, we right? do your regular cars and house. Yep. Yeah, because we've just been focusing on this part of your business. Yeah. So you can have a whole package, like the, the whole, whole thing. We'll look after everything for you, yep. All right, any restrictions at all, though, to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's my, my, my prized car and I like to drive it in the summer. Is there any limitations to how often or, you know, how many miles I can put on it? Yeah, we don't like to use the term restrictions, mm-hmm. uh, it's limited use. So it's guidelines. not your daily guidelines, not your daily driver, um, but we want you to enjoy it. It doesn't mean you have to be going to a car show or have to be going to a car event. You can drive it anytime, any day, as long as it's not your daily grocery getter. So you mm-hmm. take the grandkids out, you go have fun. Yeah, visit friend, buddies, go to the, for ice cream, go for a tour. If you don't have grandkids, I can loan you mine. <laughs> Any, my question quickly, let's say you wanted to take it for a, a, a longer jaunt. You know, you wanted to go out for a week. Would, sure. would you be covered for that length yep. of time? Yep. Yeah, they That's have fine. events where they drive to California or something. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's tours or guys that drive to Florida. And all right, super. It cruises on all the way down. Land yeah. insurance, about half the price of regular insurance. No, even less. Even less? Yeah. yeah. It's a bargain. <laughs> okay, uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Jim Matthews and the effects of uh, marijuana smoke in your car, if you're leasing it or renting it. And then we'll be at the phones full time and we'll get our calls all done. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back.
And welcome back. I, my name's Dave Renniger. I'm with Alan Gelman and Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance. That's lantinsurance.ca, by the way, if you want to get on their site. Jim Matthews is with us. Jim is from Lease Busters. Uh, he moves a lot of product. And we were talking this morning about people smoking it up uh, in their leased or rented car. Jim, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great. So what's the effect? Is this the same like a hotel room? You pay a fine if you smoked up in your car? Nothing yet. And by the way, nobody, smoke, nobody smokes while they're driving. It's only the passengers. Ah. <laughs> right. But, what's that hand sticking out the window, flipping something? <laughs> <not sure. laughs> no, but but very serious. I mean, I I had a, a guy with a Cadillac years ago that smoked cigars, and and there's no way you could sell that car afterwards. No. It was horrible. I mean, they do have machines that will get some of that smell out. Do they Remember not? Remember the ozone machines? We had ozone machines. Yeah, that's right. And there there's some very very uh, popular and effective product to get cigarette and cigar smoke out. These right. Days. Um, the challenge is, of course, most times the, the cleanup shops, they don't have or they, they, they really haven't been confronted with cannabis residue and cannabis uh, smell and so forth. So really, that's an unknown. But in terms of resale value, in terms of lease returns, which is very near and dear to my heart and right. to my customers, um, there's really nothing on the lease contracts and documentation today. But I expect something sooner rather than later. Now, it used to be back in, let's say, the 60s and 70s when leasing wasn't that popular, but 40 to 50% of the population smoked cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Today, it's less than 20%. So we're not dealing with a huge, significant problem. And as you mentioned, Alan, there is technology today to, to get rid of the smell. So I don't think it's become as big of an issue. Having said that, if I'm one of the lessors, like a premium captive such as Mercedes-Benz or Audi Financial or right. Lexus, whatever the case may be, I would be entering on the excess wear and tear clause that these vehicles should be non-smoking vehicles, whether it's marijuana or cigarettes, cigars, whatever the case may be. But but they'll have that rule will have to be written into the contract, correct? It will be. And I, and I checked a couple of contracts yesterday, and uh-huh. I didn't see that rule being written in. And but it is it is very 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 real. Like in other words, we have customers that are unable to get out of their lease contract because the car stinks of smoke. The only person that's going to take over a smoker's vehicle is another is smoker, another smoker <laughs> yeah. that, that, that actually smokes in their vehicles. Because I, I know lots of people that smoke cigarettes. They don't smoke in their car. Number one, it's, doesn't, even a smoker doesn't like the smell of an ashtray. And, and uh, you know, cars do pick up and hold the smell of cigarettes. No so. question. I mean, I and people are, some people are quite fanatical about this. Yes. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, when I worked at a new car dealership, a hundred years ago, well, not that long, but and and this guy wanted he wanted to know if there was a way that we could prove to him that the vehicle was never smoked in. And I went, wow, seriously, like at least ten different people have been in this car before it ever got to the dealership, right? Uh-huh. You know, moved off the truck, moved off the boat. Um, who the heck knew? I said, well, stick your nose in there. Can you smell it or you can't? You know, that's all you can do. We yeah. had a situation where we had a car at our mechanical facility, and one of their technicians smoked cigarettes. He would never smoke in a customer's car, but because the smell was on him, yeah. this customer actually said somebody was smoking in my car. Wow. Wow. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's very real out there. And there's such a where you can smoke, you know, in public spots and, and in, on the sidewalks, so on and so forth. So I'm really surprised that some of the leasing companies are a little bit behind on this because, you know, again, one of the, one of the main reasons perhaps why they are is smoking cigarettes is still a legal uh, a, a legal um, 
Um, Lifestyle. Pastime. Exactly. Well, or substance. It's right. A legal substance. And same with cannabis now. It's a legal substance. So wait a minute. I'm going to say to whoever, wait a minute, you, you can't let me do something legal? And yeah. you're allowed to smoke cigarettes in a car, so therefore you are allowed to smoke cannabis in a car, not while driving. Yeah, but when you return a car, it's got to be in reasonable shape. I mean, my own wife's car had a, had a hole in the carpet because of her high heels. I mean, I had to pay to get that fixed. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to burn holes in the seats because you leave the seeds in, hey, you're going to have oh. to fix that. <laughs> yes, but that, 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 that's your door, but that's, um, that's, that's true, real excess wear and tear. Exactly. So you're oh, going to have to be responsible for it. So I had a salami and garlic sandwich in the car with onions. <laughs> well, if you didn't finish the whole thing and left it under the seat, that car is going to be a stinker for sure. Jimmy, thanks very much. Have yourself a great weekend. You too, guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, Jimmy, you can reach him at leasebusters.ca. And uh, actually, if you go on that site, there's tons of bargains on there. Really? And some yeah. that don't smell. And some that don't smell. Okay, I'll put your sandwich away. <laughs> when we come back. We're going to be on the phones one after the other. All right. Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, we're on the oh, phone. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I had to explain him the commercial of Uncle Seriously, Carl. Seriously, <laughs> I wonder who Uncle Carl was. He's a gas generator. Oh, so he's the guy who says, pull my finger? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to go back to our calls. we got Bob and Scarborough has been hanging on the line. Thanks for hanging, Bob. What's your issue? I have to turn the speakerphone on. I've been hanging too long. I know. Your ear must be sore, too. Hello? <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead, Bob. Okay, I have a Toyota. It's a 2012 uh, Avalon, and I got a recall notice from the uh, Toyota manufacturer, and it says our records indicate that you currently own an effective vehicle. Yeah. So it has to do with the seat belt. And the other day, uh, while my wife was driving it, it came on in a steady tone, and then the seat belt indicator came on, and it said off. Uh-huh. So I took it into the dealer, and uh, they didn't know too much about it. They phoned uh, Toyota Canada, and then finally they ended up down in the States. But anyway, uh, the crotch of the story is that uh, it wasn't doing it at the time, so they said they couldn't test it. But right. uh, they said that uh, they would put me on record, and uh, from what I understand, that it's a three to four months replacement parts, only piece of plastic. And I said to them, well, why don't you put a 2011 on it? There's still new parts, or 2013. They said they couldn't do that. That's right. But then it says, don't drive the car. It could cause a fatality. So I said to them, what happens if I get in an accident and there's a fatality, hopefully not, or an injury? Is Toyota liable for it? And they wouldn't give me any comment on it. You know, in effect, they should have actually given you a replacement vehicle if the car is not safe. Well, three to four months. Too. I know, but I've seen when yeah, Ford yeah. had a recall for the Freestars, or yeah, Freestars. Yeah, that was a big problem. There they, were the, the rear axles would, would rust. Yeah, out. they actually had to give people cars if they couldn't for uh, months. Yeah, couldn't get them fixed in time. Yeah, so I would go back and say, look, if this car is not drivable, if it's unsafe. Well, according to them, it is because it doesn't come up all the time. It's sporadic, and they can only test it when it's offline. Bob, question. Um, Have you only spoken to the dealer? Have you actually called the manufacturer? I did. I called uh, Toyota Canada, and they couldn't give me any answers, and I went back to the dealer, and the dealer said, well, you'd have to contact the states, because in in Canada, they're just more or less distributors. But they do make them here, you know, so I don't know. No, I would go back. I wouldn't let this go. Uh, I think it probably means that the seatbelts won't allow the airbags to fire. 
if the seatbelts aren't on, the airbags may not function. Well, what Honda has an issue with that, a big problem. Oh, they all have that. Yeah, yeah, just, but, and, and really, and the, the seatbelt is functioning as it should. The only problem is the switch inside that tells the airbag contributor. Yeah, they said they just need to put a little plastic something or another in there, and that's, that's why he said, well, take mm. one off a 13 or a... Right, no, right, uh, right. Uh, they can't do that because they're, they're, it, the car is designed a certain way, and now they take the liability in... Uh, All right, Bob, we got to run, but yeah, good luck with okay. that, eh? Thanks Contact for calling Toyota. in. Go back there and fight. All right, we're going to go to Hamilton next and speak to Paul, who's got some kind of problem. Paul? Yeah, good afternoon. Good morning. We good apologize. Morning. for Yeah, probably is afternoon by now. <laughs> what kind of issue you got there, Paul? I got a couple things. Yeah. Lady that phoned in earlier on the tranny problem. Yes, with, with the Pontiac, with yeah. Co- with all those codes. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a similar problem with the Honda Civic coming back from Florida one year. Right. And uh, I had to go back with a trailer to pick it up. Uh huh. But in order to move it, I disconnected the battery and rehooked it up. Right. It cleared all the codes. Right, and then the car was starting to move, eh? And then the car moved. Okay, well maybe she's listening. We could, she could yeah. try that. You had another question? Yeah, I got a '54 Ford. Uh, station wagon, uh-huh. and I, I, actually, what I was hoping to do was talk to somebody from the auction company to see where and how they um, list these cars and how much time they need before okay. the car goes to the auction. Jeff, well, we got Jeff, Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance who just came back from the auction. Jeff, can you help us out on this? Yeah, contact uh, the Collector Car Productions, CCP Auctions. Um, Dan Spendick is is the person that runs that, and. Uh, I know they have another auction coming up sometime in the spring. I don't think they have a date for it yet, but uh, they've yeah. got plenty of time before before that uh, next auction, and that is the biggest auction in Ontario for classic Yeah, because what I, what I have is a one-of. One mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, although it's a 54 Ford, it's a Country Squire Woody Wagon. Right. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. You want Stan's, uh, his phone number for Dan Spendick? I'll give you his number. Okay. I am so good, i got to tell you. <laughs> 416... Nine two three seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred. Yeah, that's his office <laughs> number. Uh, and and talk to them, and then he'll give you the, what's what's what and who's who's and what's there. Yeah, because the car's insured through Lant Insurance. And Super. When, oh. thank you. We appreciate yeah, when business. the when the fellow praised it, um, he said he. He gave me a fairly reasonable price on the on, on the appraisal, but I still think it's way too low. Right. But he says uh, the problem with my car is there's no precedence. Right, right, right. Well, you because, know what? Um, because it's a one-off. You know, con- contact our our office, and uh, we can research the value for you. Uh, maybe have a little more resources than that, that appraiser, and get, right. get an accurate value on it. All right, Paul. Thanks for calling in. All right, then. Thank All right, you. take Stop. care. And Latin insurance, just go to our website, and you can pick it up. The latinsurance.ca. There you go. Alrighty, I think that's that's the show. Exactly. So okay. uh, don't be smoking in your car. Because right? you could get arrested for it. Don't drive an old car. And if the old stink stays there, <laughs> you're going to get less for it in the end. And the bottom line is if, if your car is stored, you got to keep it insured. insured. Right? Yep. Jeff, thank you for joining us. Guys, pleasure. Alan, great show. Thank you again. Anytime, Dave. Uh, big thank you to uh, Carrie Schmidt and Jim Matthews for the information. And to Sebastian. Without him, nothing moves. Actually, without a salesman, nothing moves. Anyways, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you here next Drive week. Drive safe, everyone. And if you're on the phones, keep hanging on, because we'll take your call next. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.